You know, it's not an accident that the message that I'm going to share today and Israel having their issues today. Because this message is called, let's call good good and evil evil. The Palestinians today say what they're doing is good. Is it good? No. It's evil. See, the scriptures tells us very carefully that people are calling good evil and evil good. And that's going to be the representation of the people on the planet in the last days. There's actually six types of people. I'm just going to give you a real brief synopsis of that. Of those who will be alive in the last days, the days that we're in. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 6. And it talks about the people. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power, the power thereof. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Six kinds of people. Lovers of self, unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, liars. You know, that sticks to my head. There's six things God hates. I'm going to throw it out here. It's not in my message. There's six things God hates, and one of them is liars. God hates things. I just wanted to throw them for extra. Uh, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. We can talk about that, but I won't. Uh, form of godliness and not denying the power thereof. We're going to focus on number six. Denying God. Denying who God is by not recognizing that he is good all the time. So we look at the world, and it's, we get mixed feelings like, well, did God make the earthquake? Because we hear in Scripture that God isn't in the earthquake, He isn't in the flood, He's, he's a little tiny voice. We see that in Scripture. And we also see that He does do some things. But I'd rather be on the side of God being good all the time. I don't want to try to figure Him out. I'm just going to say God is good and evil is evil. Isn't that easy? Isn't that easy than trying to figure out, oh, I wonder if that's God or not. Okay, so let's say this whole flood comes down here and all 3,000 people die. God is good. That's not God. I want to tell you people, that's not God. Now what God does in it is God. What he does in the people's hearts is God. But he does not do that. Matter of fact, wasn't it um, Joseph that said to his brothers, you meant it for evil. Genesis 50, 20. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. See, he takes the evil in the world and he can turn it. All things work to, together for good. All the circumstances, all the evil. There's people out there that have had um, their legs blown off. And you would think it's the end of the world for them. No, they say, you know what, I'm going to run the marathon. So that, what do they do? They practice. They have a prosthetic attitude to their legs. And they run the race. They do not let the devastation get to them. And I believe these people have a faith in them that makes them get up and go. And we're going, oh, I just have this pimple on my face. I can't go out in public. 
So see, we have to look at things a little bit how God would look at it today. So there's two points I'm going to make. Is God really good all the time? And is Satan bad all the time? You see how it's cut and dry? Easy peasy. Quit complicating. Oh, I wonder if that's God. Oh, all the little babies are getting reported. Oh, I think that's just God. Do you know that God said he's only going to give his wrath at the last day? He's not doing his wrath now, people. This is Satan's domain. He's the one turned up the heat. Matter of fact, the scripture in Revelation talks about that he comes down to, because he only has a short time to destroy God's people. And anything, he can put his hands on it, actually. So he's destroying the planet. Can you agree with me that Satan is the one destroying? See, he was sent. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. I'm just, I threw, this is what God showed me this morning. As I was thinking about the devil, at one time the devil went before God and asked permission to mess with Job. He was kicked out. He could never go in front of God again. He's not going in front of God today. He's doing his dastardly deed, period. He's not getting permission from God. But I'll tell you what, God knows what Satan's up to. He knows everything that he's doing, and he's going to use it for glory, for the glory of the Lord. You know the little boy that was born blind? They asked him, well, what did he do? Did his parents sin that he was born blind? I mean, what, what happened? And God said, uh, no, it was allowed, it happened, because I want to show you my glory on healing him. See, God didn't came, come to destroy. John 10.10 10 says, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. What does the Lord do? What did he do? He came to give you peace, joy. What else did he give you? Life abundantly. Does that sound like a destroyer to me? To you? I don't. I think we need to call good, good, and evil, evil. Quit mixing the two, thinking, well, God, you know, hmm, I don't know. Okay, so let me give you a story. It's a story I've told, I think, a couple of years ago. It's about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Remember good old Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Well, he had a gobstopper gum candy, and he told each kid who didn't win the big prize, bring me the recipe and give me this little gobstopper gum. You know, make you rich. So they're going, ooh, okay. So this bad guy kept coming to them and tempting them to do this, right? Well, at the very end, Charlie comes and he puts his little gobstopper on the things. He didn't win either. He puts his candy on the desk for Willy Wonka, and Willy looks at him and says, such a good deed in a weary place. You won, Charlie. Why? Because he was honest. And then here comes that bad guy out from behind the curtain. He goes, oh, that's the bad guy. He goes, no, 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 he works for me. I wanted to see what you're going to do with what you have. I believe God uses Satan that way. He says that. He says, I'm going to turn you over to Satan for the destruction of your flesh, but the saving of your soul. He allows things because he wants to get to your heart, the meat of your life. He wants that. He doesn't want to have you live in Satan's domain. He wants you to be free. So we need to ask ourselves, is what's happening to me good? Or evil? Can you ask yourself that question in your situation today? Your sickness, your disease, your relationships, financial problems, is that a good thing 
or is it an evil thing? And then you just have to say, Lord, I am sorry for calling good evil and evil good. I bring it up because this week I had that same thing happen to me, and I told a little bit about it at the board meeting on Wednesday. But I had been fighting with myself. I don't know, do you ever fight with yourself? Do you have a little conflict with yourself sometimes? Um, about pastoring a church, female or male, whatever, it doesn't matter, just pastoring a church too. And, and I said, Lord, am I, am I really doing what is right? So I had to ask him, I said, am I really doing what is right? Because I don't want to do what is wrong. I want to do what's right. Do you want to do what's right? Does everybody want to do what is right? So I was sitting up here going, I'm wondering if I'm not doing right. And the Lord sat me down looked at me and said, you're calling good evil. I had to repent. Because not one time have I said anything out of the scriptures that was an error or contrary to the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ himself. I've only spoken about it. And can I tell you something? The Satan cannot do that. He cannot glorify God. He cannot call those things as the Lord has us call those things. Could it be that we've been had? Could it be that we've been deceived? I had to repent. Maybe somebody out here needs to say, you know what? This I thought this health disease, this problem that I'm having was from God because, you know, he wants me to get closer to him. Then why are you going to the doctors to get well? If it's God's will for your life, why don't you just sit in it? See, you gotta, you got to think a little bit. Let's just use some of our discerning and go, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. God is good all the time. God is good all the time, and the evil is, Satan is evil all the time. we got to stop blaming God for everything. Even Job, when he went through all of that stuff, he didn't blame God. He sat there and said, I'm going to glorify him. He didn't like it. He wished he was never born. He went through his, his you know, humanly part of his life. Isaiah 5, 19 through 21 is my, my uh, passage for today. Woe unto them that call good evil and evil good, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You know, that bitterness, we talked about that in Bible study, where he ate the scroll and it was sweet in the mouth, but then it became bitter in his stomach. And we had different discussion about it, but I saw it as bitterness in the spirit. It, it's easy to be mad at somebody. It's easy to not forgive them. That's sweet, isn't it? Ooh, I hope that happens to them. Ooh, that's sweet. But then it turns to bitterness in your belly. And the bitterness can destroy you. So I have a question. I'll raise your hands, please. I would like to ask you this question. Do you believe that God does signs and wonders today? Yes. Do you believe Satan does signs and wonders today? Yes. Matthew 24, 24. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and will show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible they should deceive 
the very elect. And I have people telling me, oh, I saw gold coming from the roof of the church and landing at my feet. Just recently, I see a lot of stuff like that. I don't think that's God. I have to tell you, I just don't think so. But that's just me. You can, you can believe what you want. That's just me. I think Satan shows signs and wonders to keep people deceived in the church. That second Thessalonians, that, that, that's always gets my tongue. Okay. Second Thessalonians 2, 8 through 10, it says, And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness of them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. See what they're believing? A lie. We talked about it in Bible study, you know. It's lies, lies, and more lies upon lies. The government lies, the, the, your boss lies, you know, you're taught to you lie, lie, lie. And again, I said, God hates liars. That means he's going to hate you a little bit. So we got to watch out, Lord. If I'm lying, show me so I can make it right. I don't want to lie. I want to uh, not perish. I want to receive the love of the truth. It is not God's desire or plan to make you sick. It's not God's desire or plan that you had to marry four times before you found the right person. It is not God's plan for you to have abortions. It's not God's plan for you to have financial problems. It's not God's plan for you to have all these weird things happen in your relationships. It's not God's plan. He would rather you, like I said last week, walk smoothly. Right? Walk, whatever happens, you walk smoothly. But what do we get to do? We get to go through some stuff. Because we got stuff in us. And that's what he's getting at. Luke 11, 17 through 19 says, But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? This is what we talked about on Tuesday night, right, Epinio? Because I have shared with them my heart that how can I be preaching the gospel and believing I'm telling a lie? How can I feel that what I'm doing is evil when it's really good? You see, I had to come to the conclusion that I was dividing myself against myself and I had to repent. I, I hope y'all get that. In the darkness of night, right Tom? Matter of fact, he was driving here to church and he told me something and I go, I've been calling good evil. Woe unto me. Look at 1 Peter 3. I'm going to open up the Bible to 1 Peter 3. 1 Peter 3.12. 1 Peter 3.12. And it says this. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is Good. There's your good and evil right there. 
His face will be against you who do evil, and nothing will harm you who do good. Isn't that simple? Cut and dry. Now we go, wait a minute, well, why is that happening to me? Like I said earlier, we got to go through some things before we can get to that place where good starts happening. What happened to Joseph? Bad things happened, but then good came out. What happened to Joseph? Bad things happened, then good came out. We have to have the patience of the saints. It talks about in Revelation. The patience of the saints is waiting out the devil. Waiting him out. So my, the, the, the message that I want to get across really is, are we calling good evil and evil good? There's a lot of people in same-sex marriages. Is that good or is that evil? That's up to you to decide. Don't go by what I say. You ask God because you have to live with your choices in life. There's a lot of things that are happening in the world and our government that isn't very good. It's evil. It's coming from evil. <laughs> Let's just call it for what it is. Now we can pray. Instead of going, well, I don't know, maybe it is God's will that that's happening. No, it's not God's will that it's happening. God's will is to save you, to bring you up into a land flowing with milk and honey. That is his will for your life. That's his goal for you. You know, Sunday school, we talked about having discernment. We need it now more than ever, discerning the times, knowing if it's God and knowing if it's Satan. You've got to know either one. Hebrews talks about that. It says in 5.14, But strong meat belongs to them that are full of age, which are mature, even those who by reason of the use of their senses exercise. That means you have to habitually do something. You've got to discern both good and evil. You've got to continually say, Hold, who goes there? Is that God or is that Satan? Simple. Let's keep, you know what, let's get him at the door. Don't let it wait until it gets in you and you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Let's hit it at the door and go, oh, wait a minute. Hold your horses. Who's coming in? Who's knocking on my door? <coughs> we got to call good, good, and evil, evil. Let's keep it that way. Let's keep it simple. What about Paul's battle? <laughs> Paul had a battle. Romans 7, 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me. Of course, I really want to do your will, God. But how to perform that, that which is good, I cannot find it. I want to do it, but I don't. For the good that I would, I don't do. But the evil which I would not do, that's what I do. Does anybody ever get into that conversation with yourself? You know, I know this isn't right, God. I know it isn't God, but... We have those butts in our life. You know, he's coming back for a church without butts. And I call them spots and blemishes. There's only a butt in God, actually, I like. But God delivers them out of them all. So we have to ask ourselves, in everything that we do, are we glorifying God? That's good. So don't doubt your goodness. Don't let your goodness be evil spoken of. It says that in the scriptures. Don't let your evil, your good be evil spoken of. Sometimes we think our attacks are oppressions of the devil. Possibly. But sometimes it, it's God turning up the heat to burn out Satan. And this is what I like to say. For whether we live 
and whether we die, I am the Lord's. For whether we live or die, we are therefore the Lord's. All I know is I'm his. So are we calling good evil like I was? Are we calling evil good like the world does? It's a small course correction, but it can change your life. Good is good, and bad is bad. Period. Does that make it simple? Makes it easy? Romans 14, 16, I said it a minute ago, let not then your good be evil spoken of. I spoke a prophetic word last week, not realizing it was for me. Don't let anyone tell you lies about me. God told me that in the middle of the night. I go, what? Well, now it makes sense. Don't let anyone tell you lies about me, including myself. Because I started telling God, you're, I don't know that you, God. I was, I was believing a lie. That was Satan wanting me to stop what I'm doing. How can this be Satan if I'm speaking the truth? Because he's a big, fat liar. So have you received the truth from this pulpit? Have you received the truth? I'm asking you a question. Have you received the truth from this pulpit? Has your lives changed because of what we're sharing at the pulpit? And other people as well in the Bible studies and so forth. Romans 5, 15, 18, and I'm going to close in a moment. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought in me. I don't want to speak to you anything that God has not done in my life or that he's not teaching me in his word. Throw many signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God because he does signs and wonders so that from Jerusalem and round about into Elycrium I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Yea, so I have strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation, which is a whole other message. But we're talking about Jerusalem today. It's interesting that this message about good, good, and evil, and evil. I mean, I watched them just laughing and, and hooper and hollering and excited that they were conquering Israel with Israel's equipment. That right there is a liar because there are thieves. Liars, thieves, and evil. I'm going to end with a story here. The other day I was listening to the radio and I thought it was pretty interesting. There was a, uh, a scientific research done on fish. And fish, when they eat food, they use a little, either their fin or their tongue. They actually have a little tongue that tastes something out there that might be good. Well, you know, in the oceans right now, it's full of plastic. All of our plastic debris out there. So the little fishies go up and go, mmm, that tastes good. They're actually eating it because they think it's good. Because they tasted it and it was good. But it was the worst thing that could happen to them and it could kill them. See, we need to taste the Lord to see that he is good. Not the world, because the world ain't good. The Bible says that if you love the world, you are none of his. Wow, okay, I'm sorry, that's, that's heavy. So as we go out and begin to test and try the things in the world, we need to ask God, God, is this from you? Is this you, or is this from the devil? You know, we're only here. We're only here for a little tiny dash of time. But we're there for eternity. We need to choose today 
who we're going to serve. I like that song. You're going to have to serve somebody. Maybe the devil and maybe the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. But there's some good news here, people, because of Jesus Christ. Because he came to cover our sins. You used to do some of those things back in the day, but you don't anymore because you've been forgiven. How about Noah? He was spared out of the flood. How about the Israelites? They were saved from the, out of the Red Sea. How about some of the plagues that came on Israel? They were saved from a lot of the plagues. They were like in a little bubble, and all around them people were screaming and dying, and hail was going on, but they were covered. Sodom and Gomorrah, Job was saved in his family. See, God always has a provision for his people if we're looking for it. Let's call good good then. Because if we're calling good evil, we're going to get ourselves into a pit. We need to go ahead and do that. And I said I was going to close with that story, but I'm going to close with this story. Migraines and chocolates. Anybody eat chocolate? <laughs> Anybody eat chocolate? Well, I have told you many times that when I eat chocolate, I get a migraine. I'll get a migraine for two days of eating chocolate. Well, guess who heard me say it out loud? Satan. So uh, two days ago, I started getting a migraine because I had a big giant chocolate candy bar the day before. And I go, okay, I'm just going to eat this chocolate candy bar anyway. So the next morning, I'm getting this headache. It is coming, growing, and growing. And I go, you know what, Lord? I'm going to call evil, evil, and good, good. And evil is the headache. So I started casting that sucker out. I started proclaiming. I started doing whatever I could to just get on, you know, to just put God on the throne and not this headache. Within an hour, it was gone. Completely gone. No headache. We have the authority, people, to call good, good, and evil, evil. Don't sit there and go, oh, I got another headache. Let me get 45 aspirins. <laughs> Why don't you take a minute, pull up your bootstraps and say, I'm going to stand on the word. And I'm here to tell you that I'm not telling you anything that I don't do myself. Everything I tell you, I've done before. And I have tested and tried to see that he is good all the time. So Lord, I thank you, Father, for this present uh, day that you've given to us, the day uh, that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, God. That you are a father of good things. You have great things in store. You said even we don't even know what is stored up for those who trust you and love you and believe you. We don't even know what those things are, God. Because you are good all the time. Let us know that those things that do happen to us that aren't so good, that they came right from the pit of hell and we have authority over them. Let us be strong and courageous and speak your word over that situation and cast out anything that is not of you. We have that authority and we have that of right because we're your children. And I praise you, Father, for what you're doing with the people here today. I pray that right now anybody that's experienced any kind of addiction of any kind, that it be broken off in the name of Jesus right now. And I pray that every illness and sickness, tumors and, and different cancers and different uh, uh, biological elements in the name of Jesus be restored in Jesus' name as the youth father. And I ask that you would touch every mind right now, mind who, who's having confusion or, or forgetfulness, God, or, or even signs of dementia. Father, I cast that in the name of Jesus out of it because that's a lie from the pit of hell. 
Father, I thank you, God, that we're calling good, good, and evil, evil, and say it for what it is. Let us not be afraid of the devil, but let us cast him out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Do you receive that? Amen. Do you receive that stand? Do you receive that stand with me, please?